Welcome to From the Ground Up, a podcast about small business funding, entrepreneurship, and current events that influence them. Powered by Tenant Financial Group. Okay, welcome everybody to the second edition of From the Ground Up. Today we've got a couple of distinguished guests with us. Uh, we've got Turner Gaw with North State Bank, and we've also got Art Coley with the uh, CGI franchise on with us. There's a lot going on in the uh, in the franchise development world, as uh, so many of you probably already know. Uh, so what I wanted to do is uh, bring these guys on and let them talk to us and tell us a little bit about what's going on in uh, in their world. Uh, Turner, of course, is is a lender, a small business lender. Uh, Turner, I'd like you to kind of maybe uh, introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. I have been a lender for about, I've been in finance for about 25 years. I started my career as a stockbroker, so I kind of understand how to see in front of trends. And uh, after that, I did a business startup myself. Uh, I've actually started and sold three companies. So I, I've been there and I've got my gray hair legitimately. I had to you know, pay my employees instead of myself a time or two. So I've been on both sides of the desk, but uh, I found my real passion in being a lender. I really, really enjoy helping people achieve their dream of business ownership and and trying to give them the benefit of my experience of of having done it both right and wrong. So that's that's, kind of where I come from. Now I focus most of my work is with uh, franchises. I do do other startups and business acquisitions outside of the franchise world, but I'd say probably 80% of my work is within franchising. You bet. You bet. There's a big need for it right now. A lot's changed. And and I want to talk about that here as uh, as we move along. Uh, our other guest uh, today is Art Coley. Art, uh, not only a friend of mine, but very well known in the franchise development world. Uh, Art, uh, welcome today. And, and if you would, uh, maybe do the same thing and, and kind of give us a little sense for who you are, your background and, and, uh, and what you do today. Hey, thanks, Derek. It's always good to be good, good to be on with you here and, and Turner, hello to you. I'm sure uh, being in the lending space, there's plenty of contact and communication coming to you in your world from franchise companies, franchisees, candidates, all that stuff. Yeah. But Derek, you know, worked with you, gosh, going all the way back to, early 2000s, so we've certainly seen a lot happen uh, in franchising, specifically franchise recruitment over those, you know, decades. And um, our company, CGI Franchise, we work with franchise companies to help them win at recruitment. So, uh, you know, we call them our brand partners, certainly have been plugged in with those guys very deeply right now you know, helping to see, you know, how do you, where do you adjust? Where, where do you not want to adjust? There's, there, you know, you can overcorrect sometimes in these situations, but having to figure out, you know, what I do with lead generation, appointment setting, the actual recruitment process with your recruiters and, and the, you know, the overlying uh, story with all of that is, you know, um, make, making sure that you're, that you're, you know, making those right adjustments where they're going to d- not cripple you so much that when things recover, you're, you're, you're having trouble, you know, doing well on the back end. But, you know, Derek, you're right, man. I've been working in recruitment now for decades, multiple, multiple brands, and we're very passionate about it. We know that recruitment is not going to stop. People are not stopping looking at small business ownership through franchising. In fact, uh, there's probably a, well, there is a lot of data and signs pointing to we could be on the cusp of 
record exploration by candidates. Just uh, and maybe even even weeks away, three of our brand partners have had record leads of volume the last two weeks. Interesting, right? You don't think that is going to happen during these times. So um, that's that's what we do every day. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I can definitely echo that. Uh, at Tenant Financial Group, we have uh, seen exactly the same thing. Let's let's talk about franchise development a little bit more, Art. You know, a lot's changed in the past two or three weeks, and how, how has franchise development been impacted, and and uh, how have you responded? Imagine being you know in a fight that you didn't even know was going to happen, and somebody punches you in the nose just out of the blue, right? And and not that coronavirus wasn't happening on another continent and so forth, but just as far as our worlds go and all of us, you know, that week of March 9th was when uh, towards the end of that week around, the, you know, the, the 11th, 12th and 13th, <laughs> Friday the 13th, interestingly enough, we all got punched in the nose. And not only worse is that it, that it's somebody's punching us and then climbing on us, continuing to, be, to beat on us. And we're having to figure out a strategy and game plan while all this is going on. That, that's what's happened, right? And, and I know I'm, regardless of the franchise industry, every industry has had that happen to, to varying, varying degrees. So <clears throat> the first thing that our response, what we tell our brand partners is that when you get into these kind of situations like this where something, you know, you get a big curveball coming out, you know, we, we, have a, we have a set of steps that we go through. We first of all come back. Don't worry about your year budget. Let's focus on the next 30, 60, 90 days. Let's look at the cash flow forecast. Let's look at the org chart and the team. Let's look at what's currently happening in your exit. Get a real crystal clear picture on your current state. Because what we find is in talking to brand partners, some of them don't even know where it's where they're being impacted. They're, they're, they're thinking of things too generally versus being able to step specifically in or, or like here's an easy one. Lead count. Brand can say, yeah, our lead count is down 50% or 20%. But how do they know if that's a good or bad thing if they haven't really been paying attention to their lead count, where those leads are coming from, and how that's translating into actual kept step one calls with the recruiter further downstream? If the lead sources where they're getting the best candidates from are actually holding steady or close to holding steady, there may not be a whole lot of – actually, there may be some low-hanging fruit of some places to turn off without impacting your overall results to recruitment. It's, this is not a macro game. This is a micro game. This is not a shotgun uh, dove hunting. This is trophy hunting with a you know you know with your with the rifle. This is this is very surgical. And the other thing is that that we're letting our brand partners know is that you snooze, you lose. Sometimes a decision, even if it's not the best one, sometimes can be better than no decision at all. Making a move. And and here's here, here's one for you, Derek, and the listeners that they'll love. Some situations, no decision is better than a decision. <laughs> so yeah. you know that put, that puts both on the on the table. But you know it, it's trying trying to navigate that alone. The people that we see that are struggling the most out in franchising right now are the are the franchise as it relates to recruitment are the franchise companies that don't really have a system or process in place coming into this. And they don't know their baselines. They don't know their metrics, um, and and that can be a you know that that in some cases that can be a situation where it's just hard to help them. Yeah, that's right. And you know, in, in times like we've had recently, we we had a lot of uh, hyper growth twenty nineteen and prior. We've gotten to that point where 
if you want to go fast, you need to slow down now because as things have slowed down, it's exposed some some real risks and, and some real sore spots in uh, in the development chain. And so it's it's a struggle and oftentimes to, to have that stuff revealed to you, but uh, it's healthy. I mean, you've got to you've got to know that you're sick before you can can treat the symptoms. So it's uh, it's it's great feedback. Let me uh, let me flip it over to uh, Turner. Kind of along that same line, Turner franchise development's certainly been impacted, and 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 there's been a you know a specific resp- response as as Art talked about there. Talk to us about uh, lending. What what's gone on? What's changed? Uh, whether it's an existing loan or a new SBA loan, talk to us about uh, the current status of affairs. Well, the current status of affairs right now for our shop is uh, the PPP has overwhelmed everything. The payroll protection program they've been sort of building the airplane while they while they've been flying it is the analogy we like to use because things changed so much all the way up until that program went live. You know, we were getting interest rate changes. We were getting procedural changes. We got, I think, three or four different copies of the application that we were supposed to send out to people. And then they'd they'd fill them out. They'd bring them back and they'd be wrong and they'd have to do it over again. And um, actually, just yesterday, the SBA announced that we only have five days to get these loans closed. To put that in perspective, our shop usually closes between 60, 70, maybe 80 loans a year. We have to try to close about 800 in five days. So uh, we've been working, you know, 17, 18 hour days, worked all weekend. It's absolutely overwhelming. But I guess the good news is, is that, you know, it's kind of coming on like a tsunami and it'll be over quickly too, and we can sort of get back to the regular business of of what's going on with everything else. But I doubt there's an SBA con- lender in the country that's not just absolutely wiped out right now with with the PPP. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. I think uh, we've we've heard that from a number of lenders uh, that has interrupted deal flow and and certainly loan processing speed. What about uh, loans that are in process, maybe prior to you know this eruption of of the coronavirus and what that's done to all of our businesses? Um, is there is has anything changed with with those existing loans that were paying as agreed uh, as it relates to deferments or anything else that uh, that lenders are doing? Well, one thing that's very important is that if a loan is behind on payments, if the borrower is behind, if they're more than 30 days late, they are not eligible to get a deferment. So uh, it's critical that borrowers continue making payments if they want relief, if they want deferment. Um, If they are paying as agreed, then uh, the SBA has given us clearance. Typically, the most a bank can do is a, is a three-month deferment. But now we can offer longer deferments than that if there is a, a reasonable uh, situation going on. But the government has stepped up and said that they are now going to make payments on SBA loans for the borrowers for the next six months. So. If you're looking at a business acquisition right now, you're getting a 5% discount on that deal because the government's going to make six months of your of your 10 years of payments. So that's an outstanding deal. Not only that, you're getting it right up front. So you're getting a lot more runway to get your business off the ground before you have to start worrying about paying us at all. 
So uh, I think that's an outstanding temptation for a lot of borrowers who possibly were on the fence saying, well, I'm looking at opening a restaurant. I'm looking at opening a gym. I'm looking at opening, you know, whatever sort of retail business and being very worried about, well, is all this going to be over by then? And um, I think you can make a pretty strong argument that surely to goodness, by the time we can, can get the loan closed and you can get your build out done, you know, we're going to be through the worst time of this. Now, you know, nobody can foresee what's going to happen if there's going to be a second wave of this in the fall and winter or whatever. But I feel like the government has really stepped up to help the borrowers, to help the people. I think you had to be in business as of February 15th this year to be able to get help. And you can, as long as your loan closes by September 27th of 2020, you're eligible for that six months of payments. So uh, that's pretty strong. We are hearing that uh, the SBA may well come back and do a couple of things that we thought they were going to do originally. Um, and that is give banks a 90% guarantee on loans, uh, which really helps the bank uh, be more friendly to borrowers and, and approve deals that have more risk in them. So if we get that 90% guarantee, that's going to make a bank very happy to, to be doing loans right now. Secondly is there is also talk that they may eliminate the SBA fee for some period of time. So that would save borrowers the SBA fee, which that money doesn't go to a bank. It goes directly to the SBA to pay for that program, roughly a three and a quarter percent of their loan. Now, that's it's a tiered fee, so that's not exact, but for, for our purposes, we'll call it three and a quarter percent. You're talking about an eight and a half percent discount if you if you waive the SBA fee as we think they are going to, and you get the six months payments. So it's awfully lucrative, and and I like and I like hearing that. I think that it's going to require some kind of a stimulus to get things moving again. Art, have you heard anything about uh, what uh, what Turner just mentioned, and and uh, have any thoughts as it relates to how that might affect uh, the development side of the business? Turner just uh, gave me some, those are some new things that I'm hearing, but I, you know, that's, you know, obviously we're not plugged into the degree he is. And I think the overwhelming message to all of this, Derek, and to franchise companies, you know, especially hearing, you know, those, you know, elements that, that Turner just mentioned is that this is why they're messaging and positioning. And this is why franchisors should not be shutting down the recruitment because in, in the history of, you know, modern economies, what we know is there is more wealth created and the, the transfers of wealth during these types of crisis and economic, you know, even if, even though this isn't an economic crisis, it's a health crisis, but the economic opportunities that it creates, there's a tremendous, I mean, th there will be millionaires made, new business owners coming in, getting started. And a lot of the things that have happened right now, again, to, to Turner's point, are things that stack the deck in that new that new small business owner's favor to help give them a little bit of a launch and start. So all of this trace vast, traces back to the fact, or, or, or goes back to the fact that don't let up on recruitment. And 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 look, I'm not saying that everybody should still be spending the, exactly the same amount on lead generation that they that they can't look. They shouldn't be looking at their staff and figuring out a ways to to better utilize and optimize the resources. You have to do that. I get that. I've been in that sh in those shoes during the times like these. 
but but there's a difference between doing that, being smarter with what you're doing, and and going into hibernation, because there are a lot of quality candidates out there who are going to be looking at things like this, and, and and these are all reasons to be exploring small business ownership right now. Yeah, I think that's really important. What I what I want to do is maybe pull David uh, into this uh, conversation here a little bit. David Martin is on here with us. He's our chief marketing officer, and David, as it relates to marketing here at Tenant Financial Group. Uh, uh, maybe if you could just give us a few thoughts as to you know what what's changed and and uh, how we've addressed you know really all of what's uh, gone on over the past couple of weeks here with uh, this uh, coronavirus. There's a lot of aspects that have changed with this new environment, with this new uh, pandemic situation that we're dealing with. The biggest thing is there's so much noise in the marketplace. There's so many different quote unquote sources of information. Uh, it's hard for the people that are looking for the right places to turn to know what those right places are. It's hard for people to know what sources to trust, what, you know, what information is valid. And frankly, with this fast as things, and I'm sure Turner can verify this as fast as things are changing and developing and evolving, it's hard for everybody to know what the truth is. So I think, um, from a marketing standpoint, it's it's that old you know Reagan adage of trust but verify. Uh, do what you can to figure out is this reality? Is this going to change? What's changed since yesterday? And then um, and then making decisions based on that as much as as reliable information as you can. And for for tenant, that's one of the things that we've really focused on trying to do is be a source for our clients as well as for uh, people that are just associated with our brand is to try to be a good point of reference and a good source of information. And that's why we have partners like you guys on these sorts of calls so that we can get a little bit more intel uh, firsthand. Yeah, that's exactly right. Art, I've got another question for you as it relates to uh, <clears throat> deals and, and deal speed, things that are moving along today. Is there a difference between those deals that were in process prior to this uh, COVID-19 issue uh, versus the new deals that are coming in now? One of the things in working with our brand partners is that that candidates where they may have not had a big enough need or why as far as starting a small business, if, if that's loose uh, and not real strong and there's a reason for them to delay, human behavior, human nature will be to push and delay this, you know, moving forward in terms of, you, you talked about deal speed, didn't you, Derek? Is that what you were asking me about? Yeah, that's exactly the, right. Just, I mean, as we can imagine, people entering the pipelines now, and as I, I think I mentioned earlier at the beginning, we've had some brand partners that have had record lead generation the last couple of weeks. We, we are, brand partners are still having kept step one calls, meaning candidates are engaging with the recruiter and working through the discovery process. The difference is that the candidates ending up entering the process now are starting out with some different questions. How are your units doing? What does your network look like? What does coronavirus meant to you? Is there can your brand still be funded? Uh, how, how, what is this going to mean to me personally in terms of if I were to be one of your franchisees, my own income, what that ramp up might look like in terms of getting started? How is it in fact? How, how will it impact? marketing and sales for your system or hiring staff. I, I mean, the questions now are so much different than they were just a few weeks ago. And that, you know, what we've been getting with our brand partners on is that you need to you need to be paying attention. You know, after you're looking at cash or chart, and then most importantly, a brand has to decide what are our goals the next 30, 60, 90 days. 
are we okay with no signing the next 90 days and we really don't have to uh, reduce resources or some brands out there that may say, look, we were expecting to try to do 10 or 20 signings in the next 90 days. We really need to do at least five, you know, or, or, or we need to do the 10 or we need to do the 20. Your goals and your targets are going to drive a lot of this. But after you get past those big three of what are your goals and then looking at your cash people, now you get into the weeds, your messaging, your positioning, the talk tracks that I've spoken to. Obviously, nobody's getting on a plane to come visit you at your corporate office. So you you better have already. I mean, you're to me, you're already behind the eight ball if you haven't already started pivoting with a virtual discovery day and educating your team and your company on how to do that. So, uh, I mean, all of our brand partners, I mean, most of them have already had, you know, at least one or two virtual discovery days already in the first 18 business days, you know, since we, uh, um, you know, the, you know, everything hit the fan. But that's yes, Derek, there definitely is a difference. And, and a lot of it really comes back to, you know, it shouldn't be any surprise to us. It comes back to the conversation that you're having with people. It's it's you can't be talking about B if A is what's on their mind. You've got to you've got to meet them where they are. You've got to talk to them about what's on their mind. And there's not anybody probably in the globe that isn't going to have some version of some questions around what does this mean to me and what does this mean uh, for, for your franchise specifically? So you, you, you need to your teams and individuals need to be talking about that and getting those top tracks and bullet points documented so that it makes sense because because there, there are reasonable, logical answers and approach to some of these things for your brand. But if you haven't talked to them, then you're really just kind of winging it and wondering a wandering generality out there um, with candidates in your pipeline. Yep. No, that's exactly right. I've got uh, kind of that same you know line of thought or thinking for you, uh, Turner. People have gone through Discovery Day. They've they they're now ready to buy you know one of Arch brands or maybe you know many of the others. Um, they come to you, and w- what are some what are their you know what's that discussion like? Is it changed at all since uh, all of this started for new borrowers? I'm getting asked a lot about the economy and my forecast. That's the biggest change is, you know, people are excited about ideas and, and, you know, right after those discovery days, they should be about as hot as they're ever going to be to pursue a particular brand. So, um, you know, normally it's, okay, give me the paperwork and how can we get this done as fast as possible? Now it's, there's a little bit more of a circumspect nature to the questions uh, about, well, if we get started now, how long will it take? And in the worst worst case scenario and the best case scenario, and when you know when do you think all this is going to be over with? When do you think we'll be rebounding enough so that we can take off? There's definitely more thought. For the first time ever, I had somebody when I explained to them, you know, what a personal guarantee was, they just kind of said, "I'm out," and that's the first time I've ever had that happen in ten years. Wow, because a personal guarantee is is just part and parcel to any loan and always has been. So that's very interesting. That's right. So, you know, I'm not sure how that how that person ever was really considering it in the first place. But but yeah, I, re- I really haven't seen that big of a change other than just trying to ask some timing questions. But but uh, other than that one particular person, I'd say I've had about the same amount of referrals in the past couple, three weeks that I have normally, and all of them are, are moving forward. So, uh, 
Yeah, that's good news for all of us because the one thing we want coming out of this is an economy that kind of picks back up and, and gets back to you know where it was as quickly as possible. I think that's uh, that's crucial for everything that uh, that we do for a living, but it's crucial for the for the uh, country as well. Well, guys, I I want to uh, thank you guys for coming on today and, and sharing some thoughts and ideas. There's a lot going on and there's a lot to concern ourselves with, and and really you know this this podcast is all about you know a sharing of ideas and and uh, helping people kind of think maybe about things that they that the other Otherwise, wouldn't have. So, with that, I'm going to ask uh, uh, David maybe to uh, to close us out. We, we've definitely we're in a time of uncertainty on on all fronts. Uh, we're definitely in a in an environment that people are going to be moving with a little bit more uh, trepidation. And I think uh, for all of us, being a, a reliable place that they can get information is just going to be key. And for our listeners too, seek good information uh, from sources that you trust. Unfortunately, uh, this is not something we've del- delved deeply into, but just like in any situation, there's going to be good actors and there's going to be bad actors. And I think there will be people out here trying to take advantage of people. So trust who you know, verify what you can and uh, try to make use companies like Tenant Financial Group. One of our meth, one of our ethoses of our company is to help people make good, sound financial decisions. And uh, that's so important in this time because some of these bad actors are going to be coming up, you know, reaching out to organizations like CGI and Art and, and Turner's Group to be able to, uh, again, just make good decisions is going to be so critical during this time. Uh, we hope this has been beneficial. We appreciate you spending, uh, our guests spending time of their busy, busy time right now with us. Uh, For our listeners, we absolutely appreciate you. Subscribe to our podcast on any one of the platforms that you guys are listening to us on. Uh, We want to hear what what you guys are uh, are wanting to hear. We sound off. Let us know if there's questions you have, if there's topics that we can cover, if there's guests that we can try to reach out to and get on the podcast. We absolutely want to do that. We just we appreciate it very much. You can reach us on all of our social channels. That's at Tenant Financial Group on Facebook, uh, on Twitter, as well as on LinkedIn. And then, of course, you can visit us on our website at www.tenantfinancialgroup.com. Thanks again for joining us on From the Ground Up, and we look forward to catching up with you on our next episode. Thank you.